You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 9th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossmerich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr.com. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, some fresh trade rumors. We'll talk a little bit about those. Um, but dive more specifically into one. I joined Jeff Garcia on Locked On Spurs to break down the potential of the Magic and Spurs coming to a deal over Nikola Vucevic. Um, while I ultimately don't think there is a deal with the Spurs, I think it's really important to to have this conversation air just so you can get a sense of uh, what I think the Magic are looking for, uh, what the Magic's thinking is, and how other teams possibly might react to it. Um, the Spurs are an interesting team. Of course, the Magic will play the San Antonio Spurs on Friday in San Antonio, uh, the first time that they've met this season. So we'll get a chance to really dive in and explore uh, kind of where these two teams are at. They're actually two very similarly positioned teams. Um, and so uh, hopefully this uh, this framing of the conversation, uh, it's not quite a trade negotiation. Um, uh, that project is, I think, still forthcoming. Um, but it, it, I think that it does reframe the conversation in a way that maybe I haven't uh, been able to, to do here on the show at this juncture. So we'll get into that conversation coming up in just a bit. But before you do any of that, I do remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. By searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here coming to Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the San Antonio Spurs? Check out our pals at Locked On Spurs. Want to get a jump start on Thursday's game against the Miami Heat? Check out our pals at Locked On Heat. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast where you just start to every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Before we dive uh, into the conversation with Jeff Garcia of Locked On Spurs, just to get the news out there, um, Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer in his power rankings uh, coming out of the All-Star break um, noted that there are several teams interested in Orlando Magic players. Um, he said that the Charlotte Hornets and Boston Celtics, who we already knew, I discussed those rumors at length on an episode last week, um, the Charlotte Hornets and Boston Celtics, along with the San Antonio Spurs and Miami Heat, have expressed interest in Nikola Vucevic, or at least have inquired about him. Again, the wording matters. Um, you know, just because you, you know, you make a phone call, suddenly you're expressing interest. So I, I always, I always say, be careful with the wording. Be careful with what leaks. Uh, think about who's leaking. The Magic, frankly, just don't leak anything. He also noted the Charlotte Hornets are also interested in Evan Fournier, and the Denver Nuggets had asked about Terrence Ross. Um, so it, it seems like, and it sounds like, and I believe Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports, good, good friend of the show, um, noted as well that uh, Ken Burch is picking up some interest on the trade market as well. I've always kind of viewed Ken Burch as a potential throw-in um, so the Magic can get what they want out of an Evan Fournier deal. That might still be the case. We'll, we'll, find, we'll find out. In other words, you know, again, I never try to take the specifics of the rumor um, to be to be gospel. Um, again, like how you phrase things matter. Let me actually just pull up the exact wording 
that uh, that Kevin O'Connor used um, in this piece or in this uh, in this uh, in this uh, in this rumor because I, I think that it is important to just get this um, get this really pinned down here. Okay, um, O'Connor says. The Heat, Spurs, Celtics, and Hornets have all expressed significant interest in acquiring All-Star Center Nikola Vucevic again. So, what is significant interest? I mean, yes, Nikola Vucevic is an All-Star. He's one of the best centers in the league. Of course, teams are have significant interest, and with the Magic at the bottom of the standings, like I said throughout the offseason, I, I think the market wants the Magic to sell. The market is saying, "Hey, restart your team. You're going to get a high draft pick. You got some young guys." Just start over. It's okay. You don't need to make the playoffs. And, and that's just not the Magic's position. So I think there, there is still friction as far as what the market is asking the Magic to do and, and what the Magic are willing to do and the kind of deals the Magic are willing to take. Again, well, I think one of the big questions the Magic face, and we'll get into our big questions for the second half of the season uh, coming up either tomorrow or um, or Thursday on Thursday's episode, um, one of the big questions I think the Magic have to ask themselves is, you know, has, have we passed the point of pain are we willing to sell guys off? Um, you know, again, I think Evan Fournier, very realistically, the Magic are not going to get a deal that looks very good on the surface, and I think they're going to have to fi- try and create some value there um, that isn't readily apparent, um, sort of like they did with the Aaron Aflalo Evan Fournier trade, um, what, six, seven years ago now. Um, it's it, it, rightfully so, and, and O'Connor notes this. He says, quote, front office executives around the league are skeptical that the Magic will end up pulling the trigger on a deal, though. Given that Vucevic has two more seasons left on his contract, if they do, the price would be high. And that's a point that I'm going to make continually in the conversation with Jeff Garcia, that the Magic have no reason to trade Vucevic. So, of course, there's interest. I mean, but I, I look at that list. Why are the Miami Heat interested in Nikola Vucevic? Um, I, I don't think him and Bayam Adebayo would work really well together. Um, so, again, why these teams specifically are leaking is certainly a question. Certainly, the, the Celtics have had a long-standing interest in Nikola Vucevic. Uh, I don't think they have the package to get it. Charlotte has some interesting ideas and offers they might make, um, but ultimately, I think they fall short, or certainly not enough to make me move at the trade deadline to make a deal. I, I don't feel that. I mean, I don't think a, a, a salary cap clearing move of Devontae Graham and Cody Zeller is enough to get me to move off Nikola Vucevic. Um, Terry Rozier is going to be there in the offseason if that's the direction the Magic want to go. So I, I I don't see the impetus to make a move quite yet um, with them, although I, I think out of those four teams, uh, the Hornets have the best realistic offer. Spurs have some very nice players. We'll get to some of them coming up here uh, in this conversation. And again, just you know, just to note, it's, it's all expressed interest. It's all inquired. There's nothing to say that that teams have advanced. And, and as I always like to remind people, um, rumors leak. Typically, rumors leak either to restart conversations or to start conversations elsewhere. Just kind of say, hey, this is what we're interested in. You know, maybe some other team will jump in. Um, they're very rarely tracking stuff in real time. Um, so, you know, I always say when we get into rumor season, just be very, very careful. You know, Kevin O'Connor's reporter, I trust. I, I don't, again, I, I rarely doubt that someone told a reporter something. Um, I know how this game works. Um, I, I believe 100% that someone told Kevin O'Connor this. I'm not saying that the rumor isn't true. Um, I'm just I'm merely saying that it probably isn't as real in the present time as it was when he was told it, or it's being used to to create something else completely separate from the magic. Um, you know, obviously, 
Nikola Vucevic is a really good player. He's an all-star level player. Um, he's someone that other teams want. And again, that's that's something that I'm just going to keep hammering home here. The Magic have players other teams want. They want Evan Fournier, you know, even on on an expiring contract. They want Terrence Ross. They want, you know, there's there's interest in Aaron Gordon. Um, you know, and 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 I'll be interested to see how the Magic play that out. So they the Magic will have offers on the table. The question for the Magic, of course is what is enough to make them pull the trigger. I did a podcast on that, on what I think are the big, what the Magic should be looking for uh, uh, looking for uh, in these kinds of deals. I believe it was last week or the week before. So you can head into our archives and find that. I believe I labeled that one pretty clearly about what that podcast was about. So there's definitely a lot to get to. And I want to just kind of, again, these aren't simulated trade negotiations. This is just a discussion about where the Magic are at, where the Spurs are at, and how you try to find some common ground to make a deal. And like I said, I'm not optimistic that the Magic and Spurs can get a deal done, but I still think this conversation is worth having and worth discussing, and that's what we'll do with Jeff Garcia of Locked On Spurs coming up here in just a moment. But first, here in Central Florida, your car is everything. I know we're all sick of being stuck on I-4, but you got to take care of your vehicle. And if you're someone that takes care of it yourself, rockauto.com is the place to go. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, mortal oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, so quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. When we come back, Jeff Garcia of Locked On Spurs. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs, right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. I'm glad to have you back. And took yesterday off with it being really, at least seemingly, supposed to be quiet the day after the All-Star break. But wouldn't you know it, things started popping up. And guess what's back? Yes, another Spurs Orlando Magic Nikola Vucevic rumor popped up again. And, yeah, we're going to be discussing that and more with Locked On Magic's Bill Rossman Wright on this crossover episode of Locked On Spurs and Locked On Magic. Phil, welcome back to Locked On Spurs. It is good to be back. It feels like it's been a while since we've seen y'all. Yeah, yeah, it really has. And, um, you know, with the, the, the pandemic this year and the season being all topsy-turvy, you know, it does feel like things are off. But, you know, one thing that's not off and is the trade mills and the trade rumors and Look, the, the trade deadline is fast approaching, thing like less less than a month. And um, yesterday, news broke via the ringer that the Spurs have significant interest 
in Nikola Vucevic, your guy out there in Orlando. I think a little history is uh, needed right now, Phil, because this is not the first time Spurs, Magic, Vucevic have been linked, is it? No, no, it's it's not the first time. I mean, it's it, it always seems like there's there's some interest in both parties. I mean, obviously, uh, I think the Magic and the Spurs, especially since the Magic hired uh, Steve Clifford, kind of have a lot of the same philosophies. Uh, you know, they want to play strong defense. They want to kind of build, you know, kind of gradually and, and slowly. And so, you know, they, they have interest, I think, in, the lot, in a lot of the same players and a lot of the same philosophies. So it, it's not surprising to me. And they're also teams that are kind of on the outside of their respective playoff pictures or on the outskirts of them, you know, sometimes in, sometimes a little bit out. Um, so there's there's definitely some interest, I think, in both squads in, in trying to, to find their way in and find any little advantage they can. And I think, uh, obviously, especially when you're doing midseason trades, you want to find guys that can integrate very, very quickly. And I think the Magic and Spurs both have guys that, that can do that with a lot of different teams. You know, the Spurs fans that have been following Locked on Magic or Locked on Spurs know, and as I said in the beginning, this is not the first time Spurs reportedly show interest in Vooch. But I think this goes back beyond just the few times of the, the the names being linked because the Spurs reportedly highly coveted him back in the in his draft uh, class. They're scouting him and everything, and he's an international guy, and it makes sense why the Spurs have this strong interest in him. And add the fact, too, that outside of Jakob Pertl on the current Spurs roster, the Spurs' big man depth is thin at best. LMA is not the same LMA as we've seen in Portland He's having an off season. Trey Lyles is coming along, but it's still not that legit center that the Spurs desperately need. Phil, you can understand why San Antonio would reportedly be interested in him, right? Oh, I can. I mean, I I, I can understand why any team would be interested in him right now. I think Vucevic is, you know, one of the top five centers in the league. Um, you know, uh, after after Jokic and uh, uh, after Jokic and Gobert, you know, it, I think Vucevic is in that second tier of centers. I mean, obviously, depending on how you categorize Anthony Davis, maybe, but, uh, you know, Vuce has really turned himself into the modern center. Um, you know, he's, he's expanded his three-point range. He's hitting a, a career-best uh, three-point field goal percentage on a career-high three-point field goal attempt, uh, and that's really unlocked a good portion of his game. Uh, I've, I've been telling everyone this for a long time now. He is one of the best passing big men in the league. I mean, obviously... He's not Jokic. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, that he's better than Jokic. He's not on that level. Um, but if you give him the ball in the high post, he's going to make good decisions. He's not going to turn the ball over a, a significant amount, and, and he's going to make nice passes to, to cutters and, and to guys that are open. He's going to make the right plays most of the time. Uh, and obviously, he's just coming off a second all-star bid this weekend, um, and, and, and he's, he deserved every bit of it. He was, he was, he's been that good this year, and it's going to – you know. It, it, it does not surprise me. It's not just the Spurs that are chasing after him in that Kevin O'Connor article from the ringer. Um, it's the Hornets, it's the Celtics, it's the heat. There are a lot of teams that are at least inquiring to see what the magic want uh, in exchange for Nikola Vucevic because of the season the magic have had this year. We're talking with uh, Philip Rossman, Reich. Follow him on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. And of course, follow locked on magic at locked on magic. Um, this crossover edition of Locked On Spurs and Locked On Magic. Uh, we're discussing the rumor via the ringer that the Spurs are reportedly among a few teams, as Philip brought up, uh, interested in Vucevic. And it begs the question, though, Phil, why? why? Why would Orlando be, you know, okay trading away an all-star, trading away one of the better big men, if this report is true? It just doesn't make sense. You would think that the Magic would be, no way, you know, he, 
he's not involved in anything. You would have broken that by now. You know, maybe your colleagues in Orlando would have broken that right now that the Magic have no interest in dealing with him. But yet here we are again. Why is this almost like an annual thing now? Yeah. So, I mean, some of it, some of it is just has to do with where the Magic are at. I mean, like, like you said, um, you know, I think you're, you experienced this with the Spurs. Not a lot of stuff leaks out from the, from the Magic's camp. Um, you know, so when, when leaks come out, uh, I tend to believe that they're not coming from Orlando's side, that Orlando's holding their cards very, very close to the chest. Um, I, I think it'd be smart for Orlando, obviously, to survey the market and just kind of understand what his market value is. But I still think it's going to take a lot to deal him. Um, obviously, he's an all-star. He's a very deserving all-star. Um, he's by far the team's best player. But um, I think just from a, a national perspective, you know, the Magic are struggling this year. Um, they've, they've dealt with a lot of injuries, a lot more injuries than any team in the league this year, to be, to be honest. Um, just, uh, the numbers even, even say that. Um, they're sitting at 14th in the Eastern Conference. They have, uh, according to, to some, the most difficult schedule, or at least the second most difficult schedule in the second half of the season, uh, by whatever metric you, you choose to use. I think uh, by opponent win percentage, they have the third most difficult schedule coming up. The odds of the Magic making the playoffs are very, very slim. And, and even at full health, you know, it kind of feels like the Magic are destined to be, a, you know, a succeed at best, you know, so they're likely looking for playoff scraps. And it's just hard to kind of continue to invest in a team that um, doesn't have a super high ceiling. And so I think that the general thought, at least among national media and national writers and probably around the league itself is to say, you know, it's only a matter of time before the Magic hit the reset button and decide to restart. Uh, and, and I think that's, you know, that's, and I imagine the Spurs are in something of a similar position with, kind of where their franchise has kind of snaked around, especially after Kawhi Leonard left. Um, if, if that's a name, that's okay to say. I don't know if that's, that, 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 that <laughs> yeah, it's okay anymore. to say it here. I mean, it is a fact. <laughs> he was a spur. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, but I, I think there's a general thought around the league um, that, that the magic are going to hit the reset button. I, I don't sense that from everything the magic have said and from everything that, that the magic are, are, are the way the magic have acted, to be frank. I think that they're still committed to trying to make the playoffs. I think they want to, you know, they may know that this is a lost season, but you, you look at what the magic could bring back. They have Jonathan Isaac and Marco Fultz both coming off of 20 ACLs, but they're still very promising young players that the magic just gave extensions to. They're likely to get a top five pick in this coming draft, which is supposed to be a very, very good draft, especially at the very, very top. So, you bring in a really high, high, you know, high-end talented player from the draft, and then you have Nikola Vucevic, who's an all-star in the Eastern Conference, which is not the Western Conference. That's probably a playoff team, and that's probably uh, not even just a, a low-seed playoff team. That might be a playoff team that could make a little bit of noise if everything breaks the right way, and certainly in a couple of years could very easily be a be a, an interesting player in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, I think a lot of this is driven by these kind of narr- you know, these narratives. And again, I'm sure. I'd be curious what your thoughts are on, on, on where the Spurs are at because it feels like the Spurs are in a very similar place where they're competitive, but, you know, what, what's really their ceiling? What's, what's, what comes next? How do they get back into championship contention? Um, it, it, feels like, it feels like a lot of people are just anticipating the Magic to hit the sale, the sale button, uh, and, and I don't know if the Magic are there, especially with a guy like Vucevic who just provides so much stability to a team that has, you know, doesn't have a great offense to start with. Yeah, I, I think the Spurs – well, A, I think everybody's kind of surprised right now at where they're at in their rebuild process. Look, I'd be you know, open and honest here. I really thought the Spurs would be circling the drain about right now, you know, barely fighting for that uh, HC play in tournament. But here they are in the thick of things in the playoffs. So I think their their learn their curve, if you will, back to, you know, playoff contention and you know, at least being a perennial playoff team is ahead of schedule. 
So you look at the roster right now, and it's a very young roster. I think we don't have to go through this. I think everybody in the NBA knows how young the Spurs are, but they still have four veterans. And these are four veterans that they can use right now. They're expiring contracts. They can dangle them out there. Yes, that even includes DeMar DeRozan, if he gives any indication that he may not stay uh, past this season, that they can try to flip. But I, I think they're ahead of the curve right now. And I think a guy like Vooch could push them um, in that development path faster and accelerated more. Uh, we know the numbers he gives. We know what the Spurs lack right now. One of the biggest issues right now is big men. Look, Jakob Pertl, he's good. He's coming on great. You know this, Phil. I know that everybody knows this. Defensively, he's one of the better defensive bigs in the league right now. And by any metric, you pick it. He's either either in the top 10 or top five or even top three in categories. But offensively, he's where he struggles. You know, he can't even get an, even a hook shot down. I mean, that's that's where he, it hurts. That's where Vooch comes in. You look at the situation with LaMarcus Aldridge, all signs are pointing that he's not going to be in San Antonio after the season, whether it be buyout or trade or just playing out the contract. He's not going to be a spur after next season, uh, after this season, excuse me. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Spurs, if this report is true, see a viable option to bring in a guy that can, you know, be kind of plug and play. I mean, fits great into the Spurs system, is exactly what the Spurs are lacking right now. And away we go. But the question is, and it's a big one question, big question here, Phil, is what would the Magic want from the Spurs roster? Would it be some expiring contracts? Would it be one of the young guys? Would it be a draft pick? Uh, you know, realistically, what do you think the, the Magic would want if they're on the call with San Antonio right now saying, okay, we want X, Y, and Z, what would it be? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, any reporting that you read about what the Magic are interested in dealing for Nikola Vucic, I mean, even I think in that, in that, power, in that power ranking that Kevin O'Connor posted on the ringer, um, it, it said that executives around the league expect the Magic to ask for a lot. Um, it's going to be a high price to get Nikola Vucic. Um, I imagine they would want, you know, my, my thinking on this is, and the reason why I think it's very unlikely the Magic move Vucic, is I think they do see him as a stabilizing force for their young roster next year. I mean, they don't know what Jonathan Isaac's going to be able to give them, what Markel Fultz is going to be able to give them next year. I, I think that while I think they expect both of them to be ready for training camp uh, coming off of 20 CLs, um, I, I still think the general consensus is it still takes a full year for you know those kinds of players to come to come back from those injuries fully to just have the full confidence to play on those injuries. So you have you know two of your franchise pillars then still kind of a, a huge question mark entering next season. So if the Magic are committed to making the playoffs in 2022, and again I don't think they'll sell out to make the playoffs in 2022 or anything, um, but if the goal is to be a playoff caliber team in 2022, uh, I think having a player like Nikola Vucevic is really, really important. And what it's going to take, I think, to get him is a player that is either an established star already. So, you know, you, there, there are a couple of players on the Spurs that I think might interest them a little bit or a player that has star potential that could grow into a star um, in, in some respects. You know, I don't, I, I don't think they'd have much interest in DeMar DeRozan. Um, I, I think Lamarcus Aldridge feels like a like-for-like like trade in some respects, just on, on name recognition um, and potentially even skill level, but they'd probably want something else in return because Beach is clearly a much better player mm -hmm. than Lamarcus Aldridge at this point. Um, and, and like you said, Aldridge has started to slow down as, as he's entered the, the end of his career. Um, I don't think the Magic are interested necessarily in – and getting draft picks as the centerpiece to a, to a deal with Nikola Vucevic. I don't think that that's going to be enough to get them, 
get them to move. Um, and I don't necessarily think like just straight up young players are going to do it either. I think they want players uh, that they believe can help be a big part of this team's future and not just the long-term future, the short-term future too. So it, I think there's a very, very, you know, thin line to walk to get Nikola Vucevic out of Orlando this trade deadline. He's got two years left on his contract. So the magic uh, after this season, so he's, they've got time to make these decisions. I think right now what the Magic are doing is, you know, they know where they're at in the standings. They know that it's very unlikely they're going to make the playoffs this year. They're willing to listen to everything. You know, they, they know they've got probably got a high draft pick coming in next year. They're going to listen to everything. They're going to weigh everything. And I think they're going to keep a lot of those uh, discussions that they're having now kind of in their back pocket and see what happens next, you know, next year or, or into next season when Vucevic's contract begins to get toward the end of it. And that's when I think we'll, we might see the team make that move. So, you know, honestly, yeah. we'll probably be sitting here again next year talking about the very same thing, <laughs> you know, hope and hope, you know, I think the magic are hoping they'll be in a little bit of a better position to know like, okay, this is what we're going to get from Jonathan Isaac. This is what we're going to get from Markel Fultz. These, these are who the, these players are. How can we, add, you know, and then we have a draft pick. We know what he can be how can we get the most out of them and, and how can we use the Nikola Vucevic asset to get the most out of those players? And I think that's, that's really the question the Magic are sitting with. Um, they, just don't, they just don't have the answers to that quite yet. We'll jump back into that conversation here in just a moment. Sorry, I should have warned you. Uh, I, I did that interview over the phone, um, so a little bit... But hopefully my, my quality is, is, is pretty good. I, I, I've been listening to it. I, I think it is too. Um, but before we dive back into that conversation, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Remember, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On at betonline.ag to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, the host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get podcasts. We'll get back to our conversation with Jeff Garcia coming up in just a moment. And I, I, you know, I'm going to talk about, you know, what possible tips and trade pieces they can use that same tree that is for Vooch and Magic. But uh, before I get there, I do want to definitely say I agree with you. I feel the Spurs are the same way. It's when these rumors are not popping up regarding San Antonio is when you should have your ears perked up if you follow the San Antonio Spurs. When there are things that are, are popping, more than likely or not, nothing's going to happen. I mean... Over the offseason, Lamarcus Aldridge was going to be traded. I mean, he should have not been a spur by now by by tons of other um, reporters out there in the NBA world. But yet here we are. You know, they wanted to move up in the draft and they were dangling Lamarcus Aldridge. Nothing happened. Same thing happens every year under the Popovich reign. Uh, it just doesn't happen. You get the minor deals. 
your waiver wire acquisitions, your call-ups, your cheaply signee guys that'll come up, but nothing major. This would be something major. And with the Spurs transitioning right now, let's be let's be frank, they didn't have to really do big moves because they had three guys by the name of Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili, and then they had a guy named Kawhi Leonard. So now they're in this spot where they want to remain competitive. Maybe they do something like this. But at the end of the day, I just still feel that on a scale of one through 10 being 10, the strongest that they're going to make a deal, I put it at a three. I mean, I really, really don't think something will happen. Now, if something does happen, um, I, I think they'll start off with LaMarcus Aldridge, not necessarily because of his performance on the court, because, Phil, he's only had one double-figure rebounding game this season. That's it. Just one. Um, that's, that's rough. I, yeah, that's rough. But I think Magic might like the fact that he has a tremendous expiring contract. Um and he's just there maybe for the remainder of the season and he takes his talents elsewhere. Is that is the financial relief something that the Magic can lean on if Lamarcus Aldridge is thrown in as a piece? So I mean I so if that's I mean if that's the case, I mean I think this would be the same thing. I I mean I remember last year there was all this discussion about the potential of an Evan Fournier for DeMar DeRozan trade. Um, you know, their salaries were, you know, DeMar get, got paid a lot more than, than Fournier, but it felt like a, a, a decent trade for the Magic to get a more kind of accomplished score. You know, that's something that they need. They need guys who can just create their own basket, which DeRozan's very good at. And he's, he's had, he had an all-star capable season this year as well. Um, but, and, 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 you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that deal isn't still on the table or, or something within that deal is still right. on the table uh, for, you know, for these two teams, although again, uh, the Magic would have to add more because DeRozan's probably having a better season than Fournier. And Fournier's had a lot of injuries this year, and so on and so on and so on and so on. Um, I, I don't see the Magic looking to make a deal that's specifically for cap room or, or, or to, to mm-hmm. get more financial flexibility, especially in a deal involving Nikola Vucevic. Um, if they traded Evan, I mean, Evan Fournier's obviously got an expiring contract, but if they're able to trade like Evan Fournier and Al Farouk Aminu, for someone that gave them a little bit more cap flexibility, I think that might be something they look to do because Fournier is an expiring deal. Um, the team probably isn't going to resign him. It looks like, you know, I think, I think if the mag, I think the magic are very likely to make a deal with the deadline. And I think it's, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I, I would put it at a very good chance that Evan Fournier has moved at the deadline. So, you know, I think that's probably where the magic are really putting their focus uh, right now on the trade deadline. And then after that, I think they'll probably look look at what they can get for Aaron Gordon or Terrence Ross, um, as far as, as as other pieces the Magic are putting on the market or just you know surveying the market at this point. Aaron Gordon especially doesn't seem to fit with Jonathan Isaac, which is this team's future. So they'll they'll try and figure out what what they can get to get for him to maximize his value. He's got one year left on his deal after this season, uh, so there's 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 definitely there's definitely room to maneuver a little bit there and definitely definitely an impetus to make a deal there. Um, I just don't see the magic trading Vucevic for cap for, for capper. Um, I, I don't okay. think that that's something that they're interested in this year's free agent class isn't particularly strong anyway. And, you know, we're seeing increasingly with free agents, especially the big free agents, they're not going where the cap room is for the most part, unless you're making a Gordon Hayward acquisition um, right. there, you know, which was a huge risk for Charlotte. It's worked out for them. Great move by them. Um, but it was a huge risk for them. Could have very easily backfired on them. Same thing happened with Terry Rozier. Huge risk for them. It's worked out, but a huge risk nonetheless. I, I don't see those kinds of free agents coming to Orlando or Orlando in a position to take a chance on those free agents. I think they'd rather be up near the salary cap number so they can make trades. And I think they'd rather get something yeah. substantive that they can build with for Nikola Vucevic, 
rather than just kind of straight dumping him, especially with two years left on his contract while he's having a career season that, you know, frankly, I know Vucevic is 30 years old. This isn't the kind of – the way he plays isn't the the kind of way that, you know, kind of goes away completely. I mean, you know, he he could very well be like LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, who for a long time – you know, was able to get by on just being able to hit those mid-range jumpers and expanding the three-point line and working the post. Um, it, you know, he's definitely he, he was definitely able to extend his career because he's not, you know, su- he's not a super. He doesn't rely on his athleticism. Vooch doesn't rely on his athleticism at all. He's continued to get better. I think he's still in his prime. I, I just I just don't see a reason for the Magic to kind of take cap room as the return for Nikola Vucevic um, at, at this stage of their development and their progress. Yeah, and uh, here's the thing too. And you, you brought it up. There, there was reports. I don't remember when. You probably remember more better than I do. But about Demar Derozan and the Magic being linked. Uh, as and the, the Magic's reportedly still chasing Derozan or making inquiries. So there's that. And there's also the fact too that if things stay the way they are, Demar Derozan may and may be one of the bigger fish in this upcoming's uh, free agency pool. I mean, if they play it out and not make a move for him, you know, so they definitely make an offer him when he's a free agent if he decides not to sign with San Antonio. So there's that. And with you mentioning the the free agency pool kind of watered down now, you know, you know, Paul George resigned, Giannis resigned, Gobert resigned, you know, there's not much left. But there's still Demar Derozan who could possibly be one of the bigger fish. Along with yeah, Leonard. It's, it's, I mean it's it's Vic, it's Victor yeah. Oladipo, Demar Derozan, and honestly Evan Fournier is going to be in that group of, of top level free agents. Like Evan yeah. Fournier could end up being uh, like this. I mean, this summer's Gordon Hayward type player. I mean, he's not, obviously not as mm-hmm. accomplished as Gordon Hayward, and, and, and Fournier's had a fantastic season. He's had some back spasms that kept him in and out of the lineup, but he's having a career season this year too. Um, I, I could see Fournier, so a team taking a chance on Fournier. You know, giving giving him a, a you know like a four year eighty million dollar contract to see what he can do or a three year sixty sixty five something like that. Um, seeing seeing if he can take his game to that next level in a bigger role. But um, you know, again, if we're talking about Evan Fournier as like the third best shooting guard on the market or third best wing on the market, that's a pretty weak market. I mean, I'm an Evan Fournier guy. I love him. I love Evan. I think he's I think he's a very underrated player in the national landscape. Um, but if he's the third best wing on the on the free agent market, that's probably not a very strong market. Once again, we're chatting with uh, Philip Rossman Reich. He is the host of Locked On Magic. Follow him on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd and follow Locked On Magic at Locked On Magic on this crossover episode of Locked On Spurs and Locked On Magic. A couple more things before we let you go. I can say somebody can tell Phil's calling from his cell phone right now. That's how much he's dedicated to the cause right here on the Locked On NBA Network. Um, just a couple more things, uh, Phil. Would, would this move the needle for you? LaMarcus Aldridge, Lonnie Walker, and Picovet, Rudy Gay, um, Patty Mills. Uh, would that move the needle a little bit? Uh, you know, it, and I'm throwing in one of the young not. guys too, Lonnie Walker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're obviously not throwing in Dejounte Murray. You're obviously not throwing in. <laughs> yeah, then that ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Those those would probably be the high level prospects that I'm I'm looking for uh, in, in a Nikola Vucevic deal. Unfortunately, and, and, and San Antonio is right not to throw those guys in. I, you know, I, I I know I I, I kind of wrote this when the first batch of Nikola Vucevic rumors came out last week. Um, the Magic should be asking for the moon. I mean, they should be asking for a lot. They should be looking for a King's ransom because you know I I, I tell this to people all the time. Right now, you know, with, with a lot of these players, with with where the Magic are at, kind of developmentally and 
and what they what they think they can accomplish again whether they can or not is another question um they should be dealing from a position of power they should be saying we've got the thing that you want so we're going to take you know we're going to ask for as much as we can to, to get them and if we don't like the deals you know and we're going to survey we're going to see what's out there if we don't like the deals we don't have to move yet. I mean, we got two more years in Nikola Vujic. We got, you know, another, you got an, another year of Aaron Gordon. I mean, again, the reason why I'm so more certain that Evan Fournier is going to get dealt is they're out of time with Evan Fournier. If they don't trade him at the trade deadline, he becomes a free agent. And then they have to make, you know, a real decision on him, whether to keep him or not. Um, and, and so I think, that, I think like that's a different calculus for the team. With Nikola Vucevic, they don't have to do anything. They keep him next year. Like I said, he provides a ton of stability. He's an all-star, all-star level player. There's, there's, you know, you kind of operate the same way. You got to really make a deal that makes the magic want to move. Um, and again, yeah. it's going to cost, like I said, an all-star level player or a prospect that could become an all-star very, very quickly. Um, and, and, and again, like it, it's, it's Dejounte Murray, it's Derek White. Those are the two guys that I'd be really eyeing on the Spurs roster if I'm the Magic because, you know, Rudy Gay, you, you know, he, he's, he's good. I, I don't, I don't dislike him, but he already plays a position that you're pretty full on. You're either letting him go, you're trading him down the line, or you're buying him out. And I just don't think the Magic yeah. are interested in those kinds of deals. I mean, uh, I think this is a really inter- this is a really important point to make too. And, and I'd, I'd like to just get your thoughts on on where the Spurs are at. Um, and in the trade market, you got to have a buyer and a seller uh, essentially. I mean, I, I don't think there's there's very few deals that are essentially like for like that are just like two two teams trading right. talents, players of equal value. Um, that's just not how the NBA works anymore. There's there's teams that are that are buying to try and take, take themselves to the next step and teams that are selling because they haven't achieved their goals and they just need to reset the table. And again, like I said, I think a lot of NBA pundits and, and honestly, I think the NBA itself views the magic as getting ready to sell um, because of where they're at in the standings, because they've kind of topped off at, at like the seven or eight seed in the East, which is not where anyone wants to be. They, they need to be, be looking to get better. Um, but I don't think the magic quite believes that they're there yet. And, and I think that's why there's this dissonance and why, it's been difficult for the Magic to find a deal. I mean, I, I think the Magic do need to make trades, and they need to be smart about the trades that they make. But they've struggled to find you know deals that work for them because teams want them to sell things off for young picks for young players, you know, right. picks and cap room. And the Magic just aren't at that stage yet. So you know, obviously the West is very different. I, I know the Spurs are in the, in the mix, but I imagine when the Spurs enter the trade market, when they do, when they go to all that go to all that trouble too, they're meeting the same kind of resistance where everyone wants them, the Spurs to sell where they want them to take, you know, cast offs, picks, you know, stuff, you know, other things and kind of take a step back from the playoff race rather than kind of keep to the path that they're on. And, and, and that's why I find it. Uh, that's why I found like a lot of the, the teams that were listed um, on, in that Kevin O'Connor article, including the Spurs and, and especially the heat. I had no clue why the heat were asking about Nikola Vucevic to be perfectly honest. Um, unless they're given the magic bam out of bio, um, which they're not. Um, I found it very, I found it very interesting that the Spurs were in that in that list because you know I imagine the Spurs are kind of in the same boat where they think they can compete, but the rest of the league wants them to sell. Um, I'd be curious to, yeah. to know what your thoughts are on that. As far as the Spurs still thinking about competing, like yeah, just whether 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 the Spurs view themselves as buyers or sellers on the trade market. Oh oh, I I, I think they're um, I want to say they're a little bit of both. I I, I think. They're definitely buyers because they they want to excel, accelerate. Excuse me. Um, they're uh, back to you know playoff contention, play, perennial playoff status. 
and I think they're there already. And I think they're just a player away, uh, and that player being a big man, uh, from being a legit contender in the West. Their their young guys are are rapidly developing. Derek White, Dejounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, Yaka Pirtle, and you know you're seeing great things out of uh, the rookie Devin Vassell. You're seeing good things out of Trey Jones, so the rookie. You're seeing the, the beginning, the budding steps of Luka Samanich, their 2019 um, first-round pick. So I, I think they're seeing that mix, but they're also needing to sell because they could possibly lose a guy like uh, DeMar DeRozan for nothing. They probably could be okay letting Lonnie Walker go, not necessarily because he's a bad person, but because he seems to be still be of a project that – it's taken a little while for him to kind of catch on and through, through his own admission too, Phil, he's told me time and time again that he knows he's erratic, that he knows that, you know, he has to get it together. So if the, the Spurs are willing to sell some of these players to buy a player uh, <laughs> that will push him over that hump, I think they'll do it. But the problem is, is, this is a Spurs team that historically doesn't make major moves. And with the way they're playing right now in the thick of things in the Western conference playoffs, I just don't see them disrupting that chemistry that they got going right now. I, I felt this team was written off beginning before the season even began. And here they are, you know, six, seven seed right now and taking down the likes of the Lakers, the Clippers, um, going on uh, winning streaks when people thought that they'd just be left for dead. So, and I think DeMar DeRozan has a lot to do with that. I, I still believe that he factors into their long-term plans. It's just a matter of if he wants to stay and be a part of that, um, they are a playoff team moving forward. I don't think they're a championship team yet. Does DeMar DeRozan want to be part of a championship team or a playoff team? So uh, there's a lot for him to think about too. So, I think they're a little bit of both, Phil. I think they they want to be yeah. sellers, I mean, but they it, also it, want to be buyers. I yeah. mean, it, uh, obviously the Spurs. They're like they're like right there in that. Yeah, they're yeah. right there in that weird area. You know, they're not. Yeah, they're. I mean, it's not, yeah. like, like I said, I I I feel like there's a lot of lot of lot of similarities between where the Magic at least think they are, whether the Magic are there or not, is for me to debate on my podcast. But um, where the Magic think they are and where the Spurs are. I mean, the Spurs are, you know, a quality team. You know, I think I, I think Demar Derozan. I th- it sounds like plays a lot of the same a role that Nikola Vucevic plays where he's just a stabilizer for their team. Like they've got so many mm-hmm. young guys that are still figuring out the league and having DeMar DeRozan, who again, you know, I'm sure your listeners know it. Mine probably don't has had an all-star caliber year. Um, he, it, it sounds like that he just gives them just a level of consistency. So the other young guys can be a little bit erratic as they, as they find their role and find their best place in the, in the league. And, you know, sort of like I say with Nikola Vucevic, it, it kind of sounds like, and please correct me if I'm wrong, it sort of sounds like the the the, the trick with the, what the Spurs are trying to do right now is figure out when the right time to let go of DeMar DeRozan is and hand the keys right. off to DeJounte Murray, right. to Derek White, to Keldon Johnson, who I should have included and, and, in that and, earlier. And here's the thing. I think they're right there. I think they're right yeah, there. Yeah, it sounds like DeJounte Murray. Yeah, DeJounte Murray has been a revelation this year. He's really taken a turn for the positive in his development. I, I would I would dare say he's he's becoming that floor leader for the Spurs not DeMar DeRozan, um, maybe even not even Derek White. I, th- I think he is becoming that guy. And I think they see him finally, you know, the, the, the fruit of their, you know, their labor and developing this guy is paying off this season. 
So I think they'd be okay turning the keys over completely to the kids. Uh, maybe not this year, but next year. But if they can swing a guy, swing for a guy like Vooch, I mean, oh yeah, no, and, it's and, reasonable. And, yeah, and, they get they got to do it. And Steve Clifford says this all the time. Vooch is is such a great player because he doesn't have to call plays for Vooch for Vooch for him to be successful. Yeah. Like Vooch, Vooch pops on screens. That's that's where he gets a lot of his points. You know, he posts up a lot. He posts up a lot. He's posting up more this year than he did in previous years. But that's probably a, a function of the Magic have been so hurt that Vooch has often been the only starter in the lineup, um, or the mm-hmm. only like you know early you know uh, ideal starting lineup starter that's in the lineup. So. Um, you know, I think Vucci's had to carry a lot more this year. It certainly bumped up his numbers, but he's definitely earned earned it and, and all that. Um, it, it certainly sounds like from, you know, what you said, that LaMarcus Aldridge is the odd man out, and that's the guy that the, the Spurs are really going to be pushing to, to deal. Um, you know, again, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think it's impossible. I mean, I think that for what the Magic are and what the Magic might be trying to accomplish this year, I mean, it, I, I wouldn't say it's completely impossible that, that a deal, you know, centered on Vooch for – you know, Aldridge and Lonnie Walker and maybe one other player um, wouldn't make sense or, or wouldn't be something the Magic pursue or wouldn't be something the Magic consider. Um, but I, I would put those percentages very, very small. Um, you know, again, I, I, I don't see the Magic being a team that's trying to, to purposefully tank and purposefully lose a lot of games to put themselves in the best uh, lottery position. I, I, you know, the Magic right now have the fourth worst record in the league. I don't see them, you know, quote unquote, catching Minnesota, Detroit, and and uh, and, and Houston. Um, I don't think they'll ever be that bad. And I think those teams will actively work to make themselves worse this 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 uh this trade deadline. Maybe not Minnesota, but Minnesota's just bad. Um, no offense, to Minnesota fans. Um, <laughs> but I, but I think that I think that Orlando knows that that you know they're they're flirting with one of the worst records in the league this year. Um, they're hoping that it's just a one-year thing, and so I think that's why they ultimately hold on to Beach and, and keep him for next season. All right, well, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about this latest uh, report via the ringer that the Spurs are interested in Vucevic once again? It's like a yearly thing now. It's becoming that, Phil. But, uh, yeah, we, we definitely want to hear from you. For those Magic fans that are tuning in, you can follow Phil on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And, of course, he's locked on Magic Show. Locked on Magic on Twitter. And for myself, you can definitely follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone and follow Locked On Spurs at Locked On Spurs. And more importantly, Phil, they should follow the, the Locked On Twitters and, of course, our personal ones is because isn't Built Bar having a, a flavor tournament? I mean, that's awesome. They, that's that's they, cool. I'm they, going for a churro are. puff. They are. I'm going for churro puff. They're, that's I got them. Hey, as, as I said, as I said when I was doing the ad read, uh, ad read on, my, on my podcast on Monday, you know, these, the, the Built Bar. Uh, they taste exactly like what, what they're saying. And, and uh-huh. you know, I'm sure you and San Antonio know what a churro tastes like. Here in Orlando, we know what churros taste like. They have them at the theme parks. They are delicious. Universal Studios churros are the greatest thing in the world. And I imagine <laughs> if this says it tastes like a churro, it tastes like a churro because every other yes. flavor of Built Bar that I've had tastes right. I would not be surprised if the churro puff pulls off the upset to, to get beaten by cookies and cream. <laughs> You can definitely check out that uh, Built Bar flavor tournament because this is March Madness uh, on Locked On Magic Twitter and, of course, on Locked On Spurs and, of course, the Locked On NBA Network. Uh, whether you're a Magic fan, Spurs fans, Bulls fans, Heat fan, pick a fan, we're all well represented at the Locked On NBA Network. So for Philip Rossman Wright, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs and Locked On Magic.